0: Hi, you're listening to Terry Talks with me, terry Ann Adams, and today we're doing the second talk in our mental health series, and what's very special about today is that I'm actually recording this while being a patient in a mental health facility. Our topic is mental health and the self. Let's get to it. So what does mental health and self mean? You know, I've been trying to answer that question for myself for the past eight years, I think. Could be even longer. Actually ten for the past ten years. I've been wanting to know how mental health and the self go together. So today I think we're gonna chat about um Just how my mental health has affected my self-worth and my well-being and my health and my esteem and uh, also why I've decided to take the decision to come to a mental wellness facility to to get some help Um, and I think and I hope that to someone listening to this who is also going through a mental health crisis, that um, the words that I say may be comforting, right? This is also not going to be one of those long episodes because I'm not trying to have any sort of, like I said, I don't do trauma porn, I don't do ableist inspiration porn, so we're going to be speaking candidly about what being mentally ill has done for myself. So, um, I had my first ever hypomanic episode when I was 18. My father had just died. It was a very difficult experience for me because I had met him two days before he died. And the trauma had launched me into a demonic, almost, form of insomnia, where I... I was just living off of coffee and no sleep, and I was cleaning and doing my matric and it was kind of difficult for me to, to it's almost like I was controlled by something and and in that time in two thousand and eleven we did i didn't know, and my mom didn't know what hypomania was or that this thing is even tied to a certain mental illness. We just thought that I was going through a lot of trauma and my mom took me to one of those churches where they pray for you and someone said that a demon was up to get me but it was never chalked down to I actually have a mental illness. And we fast forward, you know, in my varsity years, I was in and out of depression, but I was more happier than I was sad, So and I was intellectually stimulated, and and just generally my environment was different, so I never, I didn't experience um, any episodes while I was at university, but when I got back and I couldn't find a job, and I had done this degree, but all these expectations of... Me being the successful historian, the successful museum curator who were going down the tube, we were going down the toilet. I had done work with Casual Day, which brought me into the public eye, so I felt like a lot of pressure to succeed, and I felt like I was not succeeding. And this led to a depressive, my first um, major depressive episode in 2016, where... It was the first time I ever had thoughts of, of suicide and of, of killing myself as an adult. And if we go back, actually, the first time I thought about suicide was with my granddad when I was 13. So it went as far back as that and then it manifests again in my 20s. And once again, we didn't think of this as a mental illness. We just thought of it as like a situational depression. This is just... I'm just depressed because I don't have a job. It's, it's not actually tied to a real mental illness. A lot of things happened between 2016 and 2020 when I actually got my um, diagnosis of bipolar 2. And those things included, included having a stillbirth. Getting married, um, getting my career together, um, having, being in a very toxic work environment, um, and just all of these stimulants that kept piling up in my brain and, you know, if you imagine the room of trauma in your brain as a room, I just kept adding furniture and cluttering up this room and not addressing it. So. In 2020, in in about March or April, I got physically sick. But I also got very hectic suicide ideation. And this time, I thought I was actually going to do it. And um, I was lucky that I have a very supportive family. And my husband dragged me to my GP, who then had noticed that every time I come to her, I come to her with me having a major depression and she noticed a pattern and then she asked me, do I ever have periods when I'm not depressed, where I'm very high, where I have racing thoughts, where I'm super productive, where I start projects, where where I spend recklessly and I was like, yes, I I have those too, but aren't those like great, great things? And she's like, no, that's called hypomania. You know, you're not supposed to be a workaholic insomniac um, and it be out of your control. You know, everything is supposed to be in your control. And it is with that information of both hypomanic episodes, sorry, and depressive episodes that I got bipolar 2 diagnosis. So now you think, okay, it's going to go much better because... I've got a diagnosis I'm on some meds I'm seeing a psychiatrist it's it's actually going to improve but for me it became the opposite That diagnosis sent me into a state of shock and I neglected the self and I neglected the part of myself where I would normally take care of myself um, and I was like but I'm a very productive person. How can I have bipolar disorder? You know, I, I'm i not laying flat face down. I don't have these hectic, um, depressive episodes where I can't get out of bed. You know, I can get out of bed. So, but what that did is it sent me into a state of rapid cycling. And I had to change psychiatrists twice. I had to change meds twice. I had to except that i'm i'm now going to live with this new friend and um i think this is where i want to halt the story for now because i think this is where the self came in when i found out i had a mental illness i started seeing myself as a person that is broken i started seeing myself as a person that is sick without a cure and a the act of having to get onto chronic medication made me feel so worthless that i i i didn't you know i was like it's over for me like there's no there's no end of the road here and there'd be times where i'd really accept the diagnosis and then there'd be times where i'd fight it and a fellow friend who also has bipolar disorder we, we call it the demon because even when you're on your meds and you're doing your cognitive exercises and you're doing your management plan, it still gets you, you know. You, st- you still become depressed, you still become hypomanic because there are s- just mountains and mountains of trauma that you have to dig through and in that trauma room you have to declutter, you have to alphabetize, you have to... Throw out, you have to bring in new stuff, you know. So while you're busy doing that, you're still going through these episodes, these um hypermanic and depressive episodes. And earlier this year I sought the help of a therapist, and that was like one of the best decisions I've ever made for the South, because we then started trying to dig through my trauma room, which has years and years and years like imagine one of those old libraries where the books are even like falling from the roof and there's dust and there's furniture and there's broken things and you know we started trying to dig through those things um but as we were digging life was also happening and a dear friend died and I didn't want to do the work anymore because therapy is hard and you actually have to do the work and um when my dear friend died, I felt like there is no meaning to life. Like, why am I actually living? And um, it was it was difficult. It was really really difficult. And but we we went through the program, and he got me to a point where I started finding some self worth again. And then a few months later, we fast forward to now, where. I'm I'm booking myself into a mental health facility and you're wondering why, because you know you're starting to work on yourself. But like I said, it's years and years of clutter that needs to come out of your trauma room. So that demon still lurks here and there. And I also don't just have bipolar disorder, I have severe anxiety. And um, my anxiety has also made me feel like I can't function as a normal person in society. So I started seeing the beast approaching and I made the decision that before I get into another depressive episode that could be, you know, the end for me, let me rather seek help um, and do this for my son and do this for myself mostly. And that's what I did. I sought help. I came here. I'm I'm doing the work day by day. It's very difficult, but I'm making it work. And what I wanted to say is that, you know, self-worth, your mental illness can sometimes affect your self-worth. When you hear your diagnosis and you hear, you know, depression and anxiety, it, it can sometimes make you feel like you're a failure, but you're not. These are normal um Ailments like diabetes, like high blood pressure, and the ailments that need treatment and, and seeking treatment and seeking help is, is very important. And I don't have many regrets in life, um, but I do sometimes rec- have regrets about how my mental illness has affected my relationships. Um, with me not having the strength to speak to people and also how all of those what-ifs you know what what would I have been able to achieve if I wasn't ruled by a mental illness so I'm always thinking about those things you know what what could I have been if I had no mental impairment where would I have been right now? And I feel like I have so many lost days and, and, and so many lost minutes and hours that I've spent mulling over that um, rather than working towards being the best person I can be. So, yeah, I just wanted to share my story and share my experience of mental illness and, the, and, and, and how it has affected my self-worth. And I'm working on becoming a better person for myself and I'm working on seeing myself as a better person. And today I don't want to die. I don't know if that will be <laughs> happening, you know, if I will feel like that next week but I at least know that today I have a certain sense of world to live and that's all I can hope for. So thank you so much for listening to Terry Talks. Until next time, bye.